What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats on the Out of Bounds Network. Guys, I am so sorry about last week. I was in Switzerland, and uh, yeah, we had something recorded, but I uh, lost the audio, and uh, sure enough, I wasn't able to upload. So again, <laughs> please forgive me, but uh, thank you guys for coming back this week. I got a last-minute guest on the podcast, and that is Cole Kessler. Cole Kessler is 18 years old. Yeah, super young. Just signed with Continental Team Israel Startup Nation, which is that under under category uh team right below the israel startup nation world tour team so like it's like the feeder team to the world tour which i actually thought he signed to the world tour so you'd be ready to hear me make my mistake and talk about him signing to the world tour but he did correct me pretty quick um but yeah the way the media is kind of portrayed it it made it sound like he kind of signed to the world tour but anyways uh got to get to know him um how he got into riding he's only been really riding a road bike for like a year which is pretty insane to make the leap so quick. So he's already got world tour ambitions in the back of his mind and it's wild. But anyways, I'll shut up. Let's go ahead and dive in and listen to this episode with Cole. But first, let's hear a quick message from the sponsors and guys this week back for another episode is Spot. Spot is that active insurance that you need to cover your medical bills up to $20,000 each time that you get injured. Spot will cover your actual out-of-pocket costs instead of a fixed fee. In a world where many people are under or uninsured with sky-high deductibles, Spot fills that gap that has sorely been lacking in the outdoor space. Spot has no deductible and is a monthly subscription, can be canceled at any time, works whether you have health insurance or not. While Spot works with and covers a lot of cyclists, mountain bikers, Spot policy also covers you 24-7 worldwide, whether you're ripping a crit, skiing a black diamond, chopping up your food in the kitchen, or climbing Mount Everest, guys. You have to check out Spot. Spot is partnering with some of the biggest brands now, USA and organizations that's USA Cycling, Bike Reg, offering insurance to athletes when they race. And yeah, it's it's literally it sounds too good to be true because it almost kind of is, but it works. I've already had to use it once, and uh, yeah, I got all my money back, and it was super easy, great process. But go to croom.getspot.com to check them out today. That's croom.getspot.com. Um, also sponsoring this week's episode is Twisted Spoke. Twisted Spoke is a CBD company here in Colorado Springs. And guys, yes, my dog has just torn his ACL, just had some surgery, and uh, he's not getting very good sleep. So we've been kind of spiking the food with the Twisted Spoke CBD to kind of help him get some sleep. And honestly, it's helping speed his recovery. So huge shout out to those guys for creating a great product. And it's a bunch of cyclists. So you're getting a product that you know is going to be safe and uh, meant for you cyclists. So go check them out at TwistedSpokeCBD.com. That's TwistedSpokeCBD.com. Also sponsoring the episode this week is Bike Hardcore. Guys, I'm tired of seeing you with a dirty bike, so go to bikehardcore.com to get all your bike cleaning needs and chain lubricants and all that other good stuff. They even have this foam washer that's probably my favorite, so go to bikehardcore.com. That's bikehardcore.com and use code CROOM at checkout and get 10% off your first order. All right, let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats on the Out of Bounds Network. Sorry about last week. It was with Thanksgiving and me being in Switzerland. Life was a bit hectic. Uh, but luckily this week, Cole has jumped on last minute. We were literally recording this, I don't know, like six hours before this releases. So that's pretty dope. We never do that. Um, but yeah, Cole, how are you doing? Thanks for jumping on last minute, dude. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so... You've been in the news lately. You've been in the cycling media. Um, you've just signed a big world tour contract. So 
tell us a bit about that, how that came about. Um, yeah, Israel Startup Nation. So we've had a few of the riders from Israel Startup Nation on the podcast, but now new signee, Cole. Yeah, so let's hear hear, hear about the, how that came about. Yeah, so actually I'm on the Conti team. Um, they have a okay. Devo squad. Um, and I see, yeah, so I signed a two-year contract um, actually the day that I did the, the world's time trial. Okay. Um, so locked that in. So I was racing with really no pressure, which was really nice. Um, but yeah, so I, I had a couple of good results, nothing crazy in Europe, but I won a TT at Ronde Ballet, uh, which is a stage race in France. Um, and then I, well, I got second on GC in that race. And then I was like pretty consistent the entire time, you know, getting like top twenties in GC and everything. Um, had a couple of bad crashes, but um, thankfully no broken bones. And um, yeah, I won the nationals TT and yeah, just was lucky enough to have Roy Nickman as my uh, director. And, you know, he knows a lot yeah. of guys. So I was able to get a, get a contract with a pretty good squad. So. so Roy, Roy Nickman's the guy that set this up, like for the most part. Yeah. Well, he, he knows Gord Frazier, which is our um, main director sportif uh-huh. on, the Conti, on the Conti team. And um, so, yeah, he, he just opened the door for me, got me the contact. And then we, uh, we were talking for a while and then I got that good result. And then, um, yeah. What's it like being 17 years old, trying to work out a contract with a potential, like, obviously, so you're not riding the world tour. So I'm sorry, I was mistaken, but, um, but you're, but it's like a, it's a development to go into the world tour. And so you're, you know, what's it like trying to talk to these director sportifs when you're like 17 years old, do they take you seriously? Yeah. I mean, they take you seriously for sure, but they also know that you're young and that you have a a lot of room to grow. Um, and especially for my particular case, this was my first year racing the road bike ever. Okay. So I didn't have much Wait, experience. Wait, what? Take, rewind. This is your first year racing your road bike? Yeah, this this past year was my first year racing the road bike. Okay, so how did you get into even that then? Uh, so I was on the mountain bike, but nothing crazy, actually. I wasn't doing any, never even did any uh, any of the cups around the, the states. I just did NICA, you know? NICA yeah. is the high school league um and i came up through that and uh yeah when covid hit i just wanted to wanted to get a bit better on the mountain bike so i hopped on the road bike and uh kind of stupid but i started doing 20 hour weeks just right after yeah. that yeah. Right on. yeah and so i just was building this like no racing at all so i was just i was just grinding out the hours doing like 20 yeah. to 30 hour weeks with with my buddies around here and then um one of my friends was on Lux and um yeah, I got on that squad after doing an Everest and uh, it was all up there, uphill from there. I mean, literally, I, I see yeah. what you did there with the Everest thing. So you're, you're 16, 17 years old, riding 20 plus hour weeks. Like, are you looking at a power meter? Are you looking at anything? Or are you just like going out and putzing around? Like, are you coached? Like, how is, how is this, how are you going about all this? Cause I'm seeing uh, at least what I know from, cause I work with Carmichael training systems and <laughs> what I know about American coaching and, and some coaching, like, you know, I would recommend an athlete to do 20 plus hour weeks, depending on the athlete and what they're trying to do and their experience level and so on and so forth. Um, but I do know that there's some coaches in that are really strict, like when it comes to their training programs and they're like, you know, 20 seconds on at this cadence, you know, hundred RPMs, blah, blah, blah. And they get like really in depth with these like pyramids of training of like ride at zone two for this long ride at zone three for this long, you know, like, they get all weird about it. So were you just out putzing around, like banging out 20 hour weeks or were like, what was it? Was it all structured? Like, what did it look like? 
Yeah, so up until Everesting, I was pretty much coaching myself, and I was up in Tahoe for about a month, like doing altitude, what I thought was going to be beneficial for an Everest. Okay. So I was I was based at around like uh, 2,000 meters, which is like 6,500 feet. So yeah. it's kind of like the perfect elevation. I was just I was just kind of doing like 20 hour weeks, like just base, like n- no intervals, no structure, just going out for like an endurance ride, whatever. And I didn't have much structure because I was co- kind of coaching myself. But then right pretty much right around when I started Everesting, um, I got a coach, my current coach, Simon Kessler, not related to me. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Yeah. And um, he, he he has a lot of structure. Yeah. So yeah. it's a lot of like big gear, um, low cadence stuff, and then high cadence stuff. And yeah, it's very structured. Um, so right now I'm doing like every day has structure pretty much. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, now that you're, you're legit pro, um, it's kind of like you, it's, it's your job, you know, you have to wake up and do the stuff that you don't want to almost instead of just going out and wearing a flannel with a big, you know, bag on the front and hanging out with the bros. Um, yeah. but yeah. So like, what was your, what was probably your most epic ride during COVID? Cause it sounds like, it sounds like you did some, like you hit the guys up and you were like, yo, today's the day we're going to start yeah. at like 6am and we're going to end at like 6pm. Let's do this. Yeah. So, yeah. We what was your do, most epic ride? Yeah. We did a nine to five. Me, Kyle Cromie and Logan McLean, we did a nine to five ride. Um, and that was pretty epic. It was like seven hours, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It, it was, it, I mean, we had like 5,000 meters climbing because we train here in Malibu. So you got all the Kings, you know, it's epic. Yeah. So we're, we're doing like these massive climbing days with like 220, 30 kilometers. And then there was also a huge day that just Kyle and I did, which was also probably a six and a half hour day, but it, it was like the one day in SoCal where like it was all over the news because it started snowing oh like, wow. it, yeah so we were out just we were out just for a long day like tempo ride for like six and a half hours and it started hailing on us in the last like two hours and we were like not prepared at all but yeah. we had to we had to finish the ride so we were just like all right let's do this thing yeah. uh that that's epic dude so what what is what like what is your goals i guess i mean like i i had never heard of you and you started popping up in the media and like, here's the thing, like with a lot of you Lux guys, it's you guys are in extreme crazy talents. And I don't know what kind of Wheaties Roy Nickman is feeding you guys over there. Like you guys are just like, not only are you guys pretty great bike racers, but you guys are great kids. Like you just are mature kids, um, great attitudes. I mean, two guys that came out of that program in 2017, when I kind of first heard about that program was Riley Sheehan and Kenny boots and some of the nicest kids I've ever met and some of the greatest bike racers and some of the chillest dudes that I've ever met as well. And so like, what, what do you feel like that? Like, what is your, I guess, you know, like where, like, what is your goal? And like, what did you get out of that program that you think kind of sparked this whole Israel startup nation thing? Well, I think the thing with Lux is that it gives kids in the U.S. the ability to race in Europe. And there's not yeah. too many programs that, that really give that opportunity. And that in itself just breeds a different animal, so to speak. Because yeah. training in the, training in the U, or racing in the U.S. isn't really, I mean, the guys who race in the U.S., yeah, they could be good. But it, 
it's a totally different beast when you're out there in Europe, you know? It's well, like, you're bringing, the thing is, is that you're bringing like six countries together at once, you know, like Belgium is this hub, right? That we're talking about. And so you got guys from Switzerland popping over, you got guys from Italy popping over, you got guys from Germany popping over, you got all these guys from these different countries and these are their best juniors all coming over to race. Right. And so like, it would almost it's like it's kind of like when you know canadians start coming into california and racing in california like the racing starts to go up a little bit or even when the you know south americans come up and start racing some of the crits the the racing starts to go up right like it you start bringing these better guys in so yeah i totally get what you're saying because you know you go to europe it's just this melting pot of countries and some of their best bike racers and so you're saying lux gave you that opportunity yeah, Lux, Lux gave me that opportunity to go over there. And also, it's like a bunch of 16, 17-year-old kids living by ourselves with just the guys in like an apartment. And so it, you kind of, you're kind of forced to grow up almost because yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. Don't have your, you don't have your mommy to do your laundry. <laughs> you don't have mommy to make you food. I mean, you got to so grow up. Who's running that ship, man? Is it, is it literally just you guys like, all right, here you go. Figure it out. Like, you need to find a train because that's another thing. Like, you know, like transportation's different over there like the way things work you know it, what was it like like you did you you know yeah, did you kind of have it all set up or like was it kind of fend for yourself yeah i mean it was pretty dialed we had a mechanic that would drive us around we had a swanee that would drive us around and we had a couple ds's that would drive us around too um and would do all the coordination and everything but for the for like food and everything where we were kind of on ourselves um Despite when we were back in um, Austria, where we were based, we would have dinners set up and everything for us. But when we're racing, we know we kind of make our food and everything. Um, so yeah, we're forced to grow up pretty much. Wow. No, that's, that's, that's insane. And so, so next year, like it's no college for you, right? Like it's, I mean, you, have you graduated high school even like you, you're 18. Right? Yeah. You I graduated, graduated, graduated high school. I'm at UCLA right now. Okay. Um, finishing up the fall quarter. And then I think I'm going to hop on some online classes and just kind of make it by, I guess. And then Do the best wait. so you can. Yeah. And then wait till the fall quarter again, because the fall quarter lines up perfectly with off season. Um, so I can kind of, as long as they're still doing this online hybrid thing, it'll be able to work out. But um, if, and when I make the jump to the world tour, I, I might put it on hold for a while, but who knows? <laughs> Yeah, no, like I, I, yeah. So let's, let's kind of dive back into that, you know, jump into the world tour. Like, I mean, it sounds like you kind of dove in head first, dude. Like you went from mountain biking, you started riding a road bike. Now you've just signed, you know, Gord Frazier is known for, I mean, one, he's known for his own accolades. I don't know if you know Gord Frazier's accolades, but he's, he's pretty, boy. Yeah. yeah, he was a pretty good cyclist back in the day. And then, um, I mean, he ran silver pro cycling out of Canada floyd's like i mean he's ran some pretty good teams and so the fact that he's you know working with this israel startup nation which is turning to be in uh, an amazing team as well like it seems like israel's dumping a lot of money into into cycling um yeah like where do you see yourself going i guess you know because it seems like you've kind of just dumped jumped in head first right like you're you're in this program um is there a lot being expected of you? Are they, what are they, what are they wanting out of you? Like, what do you think? Uh, um, not, not much expectation the first year for most C23 guys, 18 year olds, you know, it's like a completely another step. It's yeah. like, if you thought juniors was hard, just wait until you get into U23. From what I've heard, it's 
really hard. So not much expectation, but of course I carry a lot of expectation with myself. I yeah. want to do well. Um, but that's the reason why they signed me for two years. You know, they want to see me grow a bit and, uh, and hopefully that, that last year on the contract, if I, I'm waiting to get renewed or make the jump to the world tour team. I'll have some good, some good Palmares under my belt and some good chances there. So did you have to like hire an agent through all this stuff? So I always wonder, like, I mean, and I, I should have asked this with Kaya cause you messaged me after you, I guess, did you listen to the Kaya podcast? No. Yeah. Okay. So like, um, you messaged me around when that released about the podcasting and, um, I was like, you know, one thing I wish I asked her is like, you know, she's 18 years old, you know, but she has like this whole agency that's like backing her and like behind her. And so like, do you know, you, do you know who it is by chance? Uh, I think it's like Corsa, maybe Cor Corsa, Corsa. Yeah. 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 So I don't, I don't really know how that stuff works. Like, you know, obviously I'm not anywhere near the world tour. I, I race track and a lot of that stuff is kind of handled on our own. If we, you know, that, or if we ride with a national team, it's a national team. It's not like I have some agent being like, you know, saying he'll go to these races for this amount of money or whatever the fuck, you know? So what, what, how does that work? Like, do you, are you like looking for an agent or like, are you going to wait until somebody picks you up? Do they message you? Do you message them? What, what happens there? Yeah. So at the moment I don't have an agent. Um, normally you'll get an agent if you, out of juniors, you'll get an agent only if you're like having trouble finding a team and then in those people have a lot of doors that they have open for them. So they have a lot of contacts so they could, they could get you on a squad or agents can help you get like shoes and, and like glasses and stuff. If, if that's not a sponsored item on your team. Um, but I don't have one at the moment, but I'll probably get one before I um, get picked up to the world tour, just because they, they really help negotiate contracts and, and um, they can help get get other teams interested in you and whatnot. Um, yeah, but yeah. Corso Corso is a good one. So Kaya has a good agent. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, see, and yeah, that's I, I think it's that. I'm not I'm not 100. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think I've seen I've seen a lot of these pop up recently. So it's just yeah. kind of one of those things that that I look yeah. into. So yeah, man. So like, what's what's the goal next year? What's well, I mean, obviously, you know, you have no expectations, but. You're a time trialist, like at heart. I love time trialing. I think that stuff is amazing. I just think like you, the bike, the aerodynamic stuff, like I love it all. So what's your what's your goals for next season? Um, just get a lot of experience under my belt and be able to help some of the guys on our team get some really good results. Um, Mason is like our main GC guy, Mason Hollyman. And uh, it'd be cool to get him a win at the BB Jura, like win the GC. Yeah. So I just wanna I just wanna be able to like serve the boys you know yeah like just be able to get some good results for some of the guys because they're they're a bit older you know i'm like 18 I, you know but i'd love to get a result too maybe if there's a time trial in in any of these stage races i'd love to get like a top 10 or something that'd be really great or get a stage win from a break if i'm not if i'm in a break um but yeah really no expectations and it's, it's hard to say it's hard to put that pressure on yourself too because at the end of the day you know these guys are basically world tour i mean you're racing yeah. a lot of the races we're racing we're against world tour guys too so it's it's totally different yeah no it's a different ball game it's going to be a time for you to learn and, and kind of mop up that experience and you know find the ins and outs and you know try to shake the nerves a little bit but uh but yeah so do you have any like american national title ambition world's national world's ambition like let's kind of like let's pull you away from maybe israel a little bit as the team um, and like, let's think about what Cole needs and what Cole wants. Like, is there, 
is there an opportunity that like i don't know if there's going to be even an opportunity for you to come back to the states and right right and race some of these pro races but yeah is there any of those that you want to do yeah if we do if we do tour of utah i mean and if i if i'm on that squad because the thing with israel is that we can we can race up with the world tour team like they can call you up and go race with the world tour guys so if we if we bring the world tour team and i somehow get picked to be on the um on the utah squad um if that race happens that'd be really cool to do you know home race because that's really the only race we would do because we only do uci races um what about U23 nationals or anything like that? Like, do you think you'll um, be kind of in Europe and it'll be hard yeah, to get to? Yeah, I'll probably be in Europe, but if I were to come back, I don't know if I would do it because it's Florida. Like, I'm not going to win. A- <laughs> I'm likely not going to win a flat, you know, race in Florida. Um, but the time trial I'd maybe do as well. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I want to focus on because for a time trial, it's like, it's very specific training and I could be training for another event around that time because um, if it's in like mid to late June, I'll probably be in like full training for the baby Jiro. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. We'll see. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. All right. Well, no, that's, that's sick. I think that's cool. I I think that's interesting. And then do you have any like team USA ambitions or is it kind of just mainly like, Hey, I want to go to the world tour. I want to try to crack into the world tour and, you know, whatever happens from there, that's, that's fine. But past that, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if uh, USAC sends a team to Lavenier. Yeah. Um, they haven't in the past year or two, I think. Um, but if we were to do that, that'd be a cool race. I mean, it's like, that's a pretty prestigious race to do. Um, yeah. Like if you get a, if you get a good result there, I mean, yeah, you're really good. Yeah. Um, so that would be really fun to do with USAC, but, um, Worlds is in Australia, and I doubt that's going to happen due to COVID. Australia is pretty strict on that, so they're probably going to move locations. Um, but Australia would be cool if it happens. Um, yeah, really no ambitions on Worlds, really. Um, obviously, a good result at Worlds is always always a good thing. And it's and then also, the, uh, my season extends past Worlds, too. So I have a lot of race days this year, like 50-plus. So I'm going to be pretty, pretty shelled at the end of the season, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah so yeah no that's right on so they like they go ahead and lay out your schedule for you and then there's a possibility that there's going to be more because of call-ups right yeah yeah wow that's mental so what are you doing for training right now like are you did you take a break or did you reset at all i mean yeah after worlds i uh took i was originally going to take four weeks off and then we had israel camp in um in israel which was just a team bonding camp like we literally did like one or two rides um so we were off the bike pretty much the whole 10 days or whatever it was yeah so it really ended up being like a six-week off season so i'm slowly coming back i, I did a 20-hour week last week doing like a 22-hour week this week and then probably like a 24-hour week next week um, but i've also got finals dude I've got finals, so. <laughs> yeah so what's what's the one final that you're just like well fuck this might be Math. I might math. What kind math. of math? See, that's the best part is that you just said math, and I know it's not called math. Is yeah. it? The, the class is called math one. Oh, it's I mean, it's called it's called math one. Okay, because yeah, like be I, called math impossible. It's so hard, dude. Yeah. yeah. So I was expecting for you to be like, oh yeah, it's like, you know, algebra, you know, one hundred one or something. Precalculus. Precalculus. pre-calculus. Yeah. yeah so, but it's called math one. That's great. Yeah, it's called math one. Yeah. So, so how many of these, so how many of these finals do you have? 
I have three, three finals. Three, three, but, so three finals. Uh, there's only there's two tests. I have a linguistics test and a math test, and then I have a paper for linguistics too, and then a paper for philosophy too. Oh god, it's just it's like weighing <laughs> on me. And every ride, I'm like thinking, I'm like, I've got to do this when I get home, and I never end up doing it. So I'm like, instead you jump, you jump on yeah. a podcast with me, dude. That's yeah. the way to do it. Priorities, man. I got pri- my priorities. Yeah, <laughs> priorities, man. This is what this is what brings in the big bucks, especially being that I'm not paying you anything. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but anyways, dude. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask you one more question before we split, um, because you know I now I feel bad. I need you to get you to your math one whatever quiz. You know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if if uh, if you have one guy on Israel Startup Nation that you look up to, like. Who would that be? Like, who who do you pick out that you're like? It's got to be Froomey. It's got to be. Froome. It's got to be Froome. All right, yeah. cool. So, did you already have you? Because he's training in SoCal as well. So, have you guys been training at all, or did you ride with him um, at all? He's not out yet. I think he might come out later in the year, but I'm not sure what his plans are. Um, yeah, but yeah. Hopefully, I'll get to link up with him. One of the guys is out right now, Keon. Yeah. Uh, he's staying in Newport, so hopefully, get on a ride with him this Saturday. But I've got my freaking math final. Uh, well, that's funny, man. We were out in Newport and we saw a guy, I was, I was training in Newport. I was with Eddie Huntsman right before I went to Switzerland. And, um, I saw a guy in like the whole get up, man, like on the path. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's Guillaume. That's Guillaume. (laughs) Okay. That makes me feel a lot better because I was like, man, like that guy was, he, he waved and everything, but I was like, I was like, how many guys from Israel startup nation would you actually see? He's the Canadian national champ. Ah, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, cool. so yeah, he's pretty good. Oh, sweet man. Well, cool. And then my final question for you: Do you drink coffee? Ah, I do. I do. All right. So, if you could have a cup of coffee with one individual, who would this individual be? Why would you have a coffee with this individual? And they can be dead or alive, so it can be anyone. Like you can have a cup of coffee with anyone. Who would that person? Uh-huh. Be? Oof, on the know, spot put on, me on the spot yeah well oh. see and i do this on purpose partially because one i don't i don't plan any of this and you know like i said we got you on the podcast like two hours ago and then um another reason is too is like if you think about it too long like i feel like if you ever got the opportunity you wouldn't have that much time to think about it like you just have to boom go like pick yeah. a guy pick my first my first two guests or my first two choices would be like cyclists but I think I need to, I think I need to branch out from the cycling world. You, you know? can do that. Like I know people that branch out from the cycling world. I know people that don't branch out from the cycling world. So yeah. Oh man. How about this? I would, I would say, oh. I'd say Michael Phelps, Michael Phelps, Michael Phelps. Why Michael Phelps? Yeah. I mean, probably one of the greatest athletes to ever live. I'd say. Yeah. And so what, like, an animal. and so what would you want to talk to him about? Just like, I've heard that that dude just dieted like a, like a mother effort. Yeah, I would just I just want to pick his brain like, like how he how he was able to stay so strict on his diet, yeah. and also not like crack under the pressure of you know like all the stigma that was around him. And I just want to just talk to him about life and how he went about training and how he how he had fun in the off season uh, if he had fun, which I think he probably <laughs> did. Yeah, um, yeah, just just see how he balanced everything. No, yeah, yeah no, that'd be epic, and then. So what kind of coffee would you have with the guy? Cappuccinos are always classy. Yeah. Um, maybe a flat white. Flat white. Oh, yeah. Taking it to the oceanic side of things. 
So, um, no, that's cool, man. That's perfect. Well, guys, this is Cole. I'll put the link in his, or the link of his social media down in the description below. Thank you guys so much for listening and coming back week after week. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next time. Cheers.